morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than Stand-Up. I'm Brent Lamott. Joining me today as we go through the cloud culture principle of ruthless prioritization. Hi, say that five times fast. Our friends of the pod both. I've got Jesse Marchan out of the DevOps part of enablement operations at ISBN. Jesse, how are you? Well, thank you. And friend of the pod, Agnieszka Janik, who is the Dev Culture Advocate at SAP. Agnieszka, welcome. No. So today's conversation, of course, thanks for being here. The conversation is about the dev culture principle uh, or the cloud culture principle. See, I'm going to have so much fun editing this episode already. The cloud culture principle of ruthless prioritization. So if we walk through the what is ruthless prioritization, it's about how we try to deliver features to customers in a way that is expeditious but one of the balances that you have to run into is how do you walk through what a ruthless prioritization is? Jesse, give me a little overview that does way better than I did. <laughs> well, I'll try. I, you know, I, to me, it really comes down to uh, focusing on customer value versus utilization of resources um, near 100%. And, and what I mean by that is I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, everyone from teams to POs to um, managers and leaders of organizations want to deliver good customer and business value. Um, but the systems and the way that things typically work, we're often focused on, you know, making sure our resources are being utilized appropriately and as, you know, sort of filled up as possible. And it may not be a conscious decision, but I think that um, that people tend to lean towards the resource utilization side and that and that creates uh, um, you know, churning out new features, products, whatever it is, uh, uh, which May not always be aligned with you know customer value and and what's ultimately the best for from the business perspective. So, Agnesia, I'm curious. Do you think? I mean, one of the things that we talked about in prep for this meeting, and to be fully transparent, the the prep for this meeting was a full recording that somebody named Brent forgot to hit record. So that's hilarious. There's your inside scoop as to how the sausage gets made. So, Agnieszka, let's. I'm curious, uh, what do you think is the most important piece? Is it, uh, because one of the principles that we talk about is that it's okay to say no, right? So is it, that the, is it okay for an individual contributor to say no to the product owner? Is it okay for the product owner to say no to the stakeholder or to the customer? And if so, which one's more important? Let's ask it that way. It's always important if you think it makes sense. <laughs> so an individual or a team can say no to the product owner. The product owner can say no to a stakeholder. Um, it, is, it is always important if they feel that they can't take on that amount of work, basically. So Jesse, walk me through a little bit of what do you think, what do you think needs to be done or what's more important? Is it that uh, the product owner needs to provide clarity to the team or that the uh, stakeholders need to provide clarity to the, to the stakeholder. 
like where where's the filter right what's more important is it the stakeholder needs to have clarity to the product owner in saying what they need or is it that the product owner needs to be able to translate that in clarity to the team i, I tend to lean more on the on the second i mean i think um you know i'll, I'll reference what is it the the uh Henry Ford uh, automobile uh, metaphor or, or saying about like, you know, if customers uh, got what they wanted, I would have built faster horses or whatever that, that yeah, thing yeah, was. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, customers certainly have, have needs. I think, you know, fantastic product managers and, and product owners can translate that into, to innovative uh products but so i would sort of lean more on the second but i think it's not you know solely that right i think i think at the end of the day it is always uh, a discussion and and an exploration of what fills the need okay. so um yeah uh, <laughs> all good so agnieszka when it comes to um what a, what an agile team does since our focus tends to, for these episodes tends to be on agile teams as specific, do you think that uh, what a team works on is you know limiting work in progress? How do you do that and still deliver value? So you know because you'll have customers who are saying, "Oh, I need this feature," or "I need this feature," or you have a product owner who says, "Oh, we need this feature." Right. How do you help? How do you, as an individual contributor, how do you help drive, you know, being smart in what you prioritize? Mm. So, first of all, I think it is on a product owner to really understand, you know, what the priority should be um, based on the value that the customers will get and make it clear to the team. So I wouldn't expect that a developer, for example, has to understand that it's the product on the road to do that. Um, that's how I see that at least. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, in the planning, in the sprint planning, uh, for example, um, I see that as a healthy discussion between the product owner um, who tries to probably push a certain amount of um, user stories um, for the team in the sprint and also you know a little bit pushback from the team or from the scrum master maybe um like looking at the historical data in terms of what the team can actually achieve during the sprint um so there should be this this discussion on limiting the amount of work that they are accepting for the sprint um, but the limit limiting the work can also mean you know we don't start all of the user stories at the same time when we are already in the sprint but we do have a certain limits for um, how many items do we really want to have in progress. Right, because you know one of the things that we talked about in prep is how teams are very optimistic at the, mm -hmm. at the beginning of every sprint, right? At the beginning of every sprint, teams are like, we can get everything done when it's like, well, can you? And I'm curious, Jesse, do you think one of the things that teams need to focus on is trying to balance out what technical debt they can they want to achieve to clean up 
for priorities for like bells and whistles or things that the product owner or stakeholders actually say that they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And and I'm going to even sort of elevate the conversation beyond on the team, because I think what the PL product manager, whoever is setting that backlog needs to do uh, also is, is really understand the, uh, the product, the key metrics of that product, and, and sort of the system as a whole. And and what I mean by that is, you know, everything from um, how the product is running in in you know like MPTRs and and um, you know how quickly we can resolve uh, uh, key issues in, in 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 productive environments, all the way to how long does it take to build you know, a new feature from idea all the way to sort of uh, putting it into production. So like being able to understand that system of work will help prioritize, you know, that technical debt versus building new features, which, which you know, at the end of the day is what typically drives new growth. Um, the other thing is, you know, especially in complex environments like ours, where there's lots of products and lots of things going on, we also need to seem that there's alignment from an organizational perspective um, and that you know goes to the the okr or the for those in ISBN the mvp type of uh, org alignment concepts um and for this podcast i'm going to flip the other way from our practice run you know mvps for agile teams typically means minimum viable products so you know understanding what those that minimum viable product uh is to meet again those sort of okrs uh, and then balancing those with you know how well the product is running and how well we are doing our work uh, are all things that a product owner should think about so ignatia i'm curious do you think that teams should focus more on uh, features that customers want or on technical debt? (laughs) It depends. (laughs) My favorite phrase Um, of all time. Yeah. And again, it comes back to the question of what brings more value at the moment, right? Um, What is more important for the customer? Um, Because it it could be also that, uh, of course, on one hand side, these are certain features, especially if they are really needed, the customers are waiting for. Um, but at the same time, it can also mean that we have to, um, for example, change our um, our technical stack. And that means um, more effort put into the technical debt without generating um, probably features for the customers. But it's also important, so it depends. Right, so I think you end up with having to have transparency with your customers to say, or to your stakeholders that says, you know, I know you want A, B, and C, because those are important things. You you view them as important uh, for us to get this to you faster or cleaner or whatever, whatever phrase you want to throw around it. We need to spend some time in a given sprint to work on technical debt. I've had product owners who have set up once a quarter they'll say to their stakeholders, we are going to have a technical debt sprint so that they can clean some of that up or at least try to address it so that it's kind of built into the rhythm of what the team is working on. And what you end up with, if 
you have a product owner who has a good relationship with the stakeholders, that really helps them out because it helps them understand all of this work that we've done over the past quarter, we have to get some extra work done to clean things up or it's to prep for the next quarter, right? So it, co it goes to the transparency piece. If you're transparent with your interactions, both with your stakeholders and with your team, it's a much cleaner flow of being able to say, here's what the priorities are and here's why it's important. Yeah, I just have one additional thought on that. You mentioned, you know, the discussions with the stakeholders. And mm -hmm. I think it's super important to have these healthy discussions with them, like really good relations, because especially if you, as a product owner, for example, or product manager, have to, um, say no or say not now maybe later um that has to be also accepted by them and understood that it's not going to happen right now and it's okay yeah you can have it you can have it now or you can have it better yeah. it, you know yeah so as we head towards the end of time on this specific iteration do you is there anything you think we need to cover that we haven't covered and Jesse, I'll start with you. You know, I, I think this is a topic that is uh, very hard to put into practice because, you know, I feel like there's always a lot of incentives to say, yes, we can do it. And yes, we can put it into the backlog and, and yes, we can put it into the sprint. And, and uh, you know, especially when, when we're being asked by a stakeholder uh, to do so. Um, so I think I think it takes some practice to be able to to really understand the context of each of those decisions and really focus on on um, trying to limit that work in work in progress uh, and and have the alignment to, and data to show that that's the right decision at the right time. Okay. Anything you think we need to make sure yeah. that we bring out in the episode? Yeah, you can probably guess, but I would like to bring up OKRs, <laughs> objective key results. Um, and why is, because I think it's important also, you know, to not only do this regular planning, sprint plannings, but also from time to time, have a look at the bigger picture. What is that that we are trying to achieve? Or what are the big rocks that we want to move? Um, and start, for example, in uh, by defining objectives and key results, and then break it down into smaller pieces, which are then relevant for the sprint planning. That's that's what I would definitely recommend. And yep. and yeah, and remember, you know, when everything is priority, nothing is priority. Look at that! Another great phrase. If everything's important, nothing's important. I think that's a great place for us to end on this iteration. So until the next time, I'm Brent. And Jesse. And Agnieszka. Until the next iteration, give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider. Reach out to us on mail at info at fasterthanitstandup.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Faster Standup. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than a Standup. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.